Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and with me in the studio today is my co-host, Jay Hazel. Hey, everyone. How's it going? How are you doing, bud? I hear you. I hear you. The weather isn't great. Been running a fever the last two days, and it uh, it let up just in time for us to record, <laughs> so this is now nice. getting together in this tuna can. Yeah. Don't worry. I got my face mask on. <laughs> So let's just jump right into it. Let's jump right into some coffee talking. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you something. Okay. When you think of breakfast, what country do you think of? Belgium. Dude, that's awesome. You know why? Why? Because today we have a special Starbucks Belgium breakfast blend. Nice. I was honestly thinking about the waffle personally. Yeah. Um. Because I'm a waffle drinker more than a coffee drinker. <laughs> you like the you like the syrup off the waffles. You just use the waffle as the. Uh, you know, the That's gross. I like the syrup and the butters, and you know what? I'll be honest though. You know what I do like while we're on while we're on coffee talk. Uh, what I love more than a waffle. And I'm uh, pancakes and waffles for me are about 50-50. I'm okay with either one. I like French toast more than both. But you know what I love more than all three of those? It's a nice crepe. Crepes are good. I love crepes. They got to be done right, though. I've had some bad crepes. I, I have as well. And it tasted like crepe. Yeah. <laughs> I had dog. I, I, I don't know if you can hear him or not, but that's okay. I'm just going to go fix it real quick before it's an issue. Yeah. Because I would, I would agree... What I was saying was I would agree with you. I think that French toast is then waffles and then pancakes. Yeah. yeah. It only makes sense. But the nice thing is this coffee blends well with all those. And I believe that you can taste the crepe in the coffee. Dip it. Back the lips a little bit. Well, I put some hazelnut creamer in mine, so no, my taste, I, mine's still Hazelnut little... crepes? Oh, blueberry, especially when that cream is just right. Yeah. I went to an IHOP once. Just this once. Is, this is just a once in a in a lifetime store. And they didn't have crepes on the menu. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this okay? Is this a pandemic thing? Like, I know some menu, some restaurants limited their menus because of all the whatever. Yeah. And she said no. And I was like, well, it's not on here. Can I order some? She's like, I'll, I'll have them make you some. It's fine. And they literally brought me out. It was just like a taco shell folded over with some blueberries in it. Not a blueberry jam, not a blueberry syrup or nothing. It was just blueberries in a taco shell is what she gave me. And I just looked at her and she just looked at me. She shrugged her shoulders and walked away. I'm like, what are we doing? And then luckily I didn't make a big fuss out of it because I don't. But crepes are expensive at IHOP. Oh, yeah. And I looked at the ticket after we had done eating. She didn't charge me for them, so she, oh, well, she got it. She that's understood. <laughs> We've non-verbally communicated. This is a load of crepe. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say my best crepe experience was Ryan. I went to this little uh, B&B for our anniversary. And the one morning for breakfast, they made key lime crepes. Ooh. Dude, delicious. It was they were homemade. Like this is like Amish country, like key lime crepes. I didn't know the Amish ate key crepes. Well, crepe. I mean, Amish are a little fancy for them. 
Yeah, I guess. They're pretty plain. Or is it frugal? You know, it's like half, It's like a quarter of a pancake. Right. So you can get four crepes out of one pancake. That's true. That's true. Hmm. You're onto something. I don't know <laughs> where we're going with this, and that's okay. But moving on to topic number two, what else have you been watching? Oh, let's see. I trying to finish the Fantastic Beast movies. I got uh, Secrets of Dumbledore, which I started today. Secrets of Dumbledore? Nope, that's the third one. That's I have not the started new one. That would be illegal if I saw that one today. <laughs> uh, I was like, Crimes of wow. Grindelwald. Okay. Uh, a rough movie. It's I, worse than the first one. Yeah, I fell asleep. Yeah, it's worse than the first one. The first one to me was rough. <laughs> so I got to go through and finish that. Uh, honestly, I've been in a weird rut with movies, just trying to find something I want to watch. It's yeah, I don't know what it is. Huh? I'm trying to think of what else we've watched. Outside of the movie we're talking about today, um, mm, yeah, I can't. I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head. You think I'd come prepared? Yeah, been uh, revisiting some of the Seinfeld episodes. Oh, I watched this one show on on Roku TV. I can't even remember what it was called, but it had the lead actress from Fringe in it. But it was an Australian show, and everyone's Australian, okay, except her, and she's. Got an Australian accent, not a very good one. And I was like, "This is interesting." So it was is about she... a newsroom. It was about a newsroom, and she's the lead anchor in Australia. Not Australian in the show. She's supposed to be Australian. She just doesn't have a very good Australian accent. Huh. And I was like, "Maybe should have tried harder." <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What was the name of it? I don't remember. Oh. I only watched one episode. Oh, it's a TV show. Yeah, it's a series. It was a Roku TV series. What else did I watch? Oh, we watched uh, this Netflix movie. It was called The The Weekend Away. Oh, yeah. Like a suspenseful thriller. Supposed to be, anyways. Is there a kidnapping? Uh, yes, and a oh, murder. I had no idea. I really didn't. I was like, kidnapping, guess. murder. Ooh. It wasn't terrible. Like, I would recommend it to somebody to watch, but I probably will never revisit it again. Yeah. Well, it's on Netflix. It's free. For those those that don't pay. (laughs) Netflix up their prices. No, they didn't. Uh. (laughs) Anywho. I feel no effects. I just wonder if everyone can hear Vera making biscuits and gravy in the (laughs) other room. (laughs) Could you be a little louder in there? Pots and pans, bang. I don't know. Can you hear it in the headphones? I, I can't hear it in the headphones, okay. so you're probably right. fine. Well, if you can, you know, that's a little extra something, something for free. That's a, that is the nice thing about these mics. I think they are pretty condensed to what's in yeah. A, yeah. A so many mile radius, you know. Well, I was talking to our editor, Colin, who was telling me that if this was something that we're going to continue in the future, we should probably invest in even better ones. Yeah. Yeah. We got to start making money before I... Yeah, I know. This is a small room. But you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's okay. We're going to move on to the movie of the day. Yes. And the movie of the day is... Ruff, ruff. Ruff, ruff. Ruff. Dog. Dog starring Channing Tatum and uh, Ryder McLaughlin, A.V. Haas, Luke Forbes, Donovan Hunter. A a lot of people that I, I, I don't recognize, you know, honestly. Directed by Reed Carolyn and Channing Tatum. They mm-hmm. they co-directed this and written by Reed Carolyn and, and Brett Rodriguez. 
that was interesting. They've done a lot of work together. I've know I've seen in the past that uh, Reed Carolyn directed uh, both Magic Mike movies and Twenty Two Jump Street. So him and Channing Tatum have a it's pretty yeah deep history, which I don't think is always necessary. I mean, what are your thoughts on like directors and actors relationships, and if that comes through on screen? Is that something you think comes through on screen? I don't. I don't personally think so. No, you don't think there's a connection between like. Scorsese and Leo, or no, Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale, or the only the only connection I would see, and maybe it's something you can't see, is that in Scorsese and Leo's sense, Leo knows what kind of movie Scorsese wants to make. It, yeah, he knows how to cater to that. And I mean, I don't disagree. I think a lot of that is just it helps behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And you don't see it in the movie, but it probably does make for an, a more fluent process. Yeah. I would, I mean, it, it has to, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why certain actors like um, Michael Caine, like to, the, and he said in interviews, whatever Christopher Nolan's doing, even after he retires, if Christopher Nolan's like, do you want to be in one of my movies? He said he'll do it. Well, that's just because he's British. But it's just because he knows, like, this isn't going to be a struggle. This isn't, I'm just going to walk on. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to be able to walk off. So I think it's cool. I don't want to see, I don't like seeing that, I think. Because it, you don't get much diversity then, you know? I can pretty much guess, like, the 10 to 15 people that are going to be in a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Or in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. Or a Scorsese movie. It's fine. But at the same time, like, why... Why are you passing up other actors who could probably do that job just as well, if not better, just because you guys like to work together? I don't know. I could see both sides. I could see both sides. I mean, I guess if I was a director, I would want to work with the same people that I know I get along with. Because you got to think, there's a lot of actors out there that people don't get along with the direct, like the actors and directors don't get along. So why would you want to work with that? It's going to just cause friction on the set. Even just up and comers trying to get a lead role in something, you know? The only thing, the only place that I can see it being a negative, everybody we've just talked about, I don't think that's a negative. For me personally, you look at like, again, it's just because I don't like the movies. I know you 100% disagree. It's like a Tim Burton with mm-hmm. Johnny Depp. I feel like, man, why are you picking him forever? Why is he your go-to when someone else could have done that role so much better? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And made your movie then better. Not saying don't give him anything. Right. Why are you giving him the lead in everything? Yeah. You know? That's just I, because I personally do, don't like those movies. But do you ever watch that Scorsese film, Silence? No, Andrew Garfield, no, Adam I, Driver. It's in my queue, and I want to. It's really good. Yeah, it's. I just heard it's slow. Yeah, it, it is slow. Uh, but it's interesting too. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it deals with mostly like Catholic in the early. Yeah. But like it's early 16th century Catholic missionaries and stuff. So. In like Japan, isn't it? Yeah, Where did they go China or. Oh. No, it is Japan. It is, is Japan. It Japan. Yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting. I I enjoyed it. I I probably should, would revisit it again. But I mean, those are actors that don't typically work with Scorsese. That's true. Yeah. They all had nothing good to say, Neeson's but good things to say about him. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield was in a comic book movie. Do you believe that? And he worked with Scorsese. Oh, no. I'm surprised he even allowed it, to be honest. Scorsese or Garfield? Scorsese. Oh. Garfield will work with anybody, I feel like. Yeah. I, he just wants to make good stuff, mm-hmm. you know? He's an artist. He's okay. one of my favorite actors working right now. Yeah. Legit. But anyways, let's move on with the movie yeah. that we've already started talking about. Huh? Yeah, I know. We like started like 
15 minutes ago on this one. I know, it was a weird one. That's okay. Why don't you give us uh, the synopsis of that? Uh, two former Army Rangers are paired against their will on the road trip of a lifetime. Briggs, Channing Tatum, and Lulu, a Belgian Illinois, race yeah, down the that. Pacific coast to get a fellow get to a fellow soldier's funeral on time. So, why don't we just break the ice and you can tell me what you thought about this one. I enjoyed it. Like, I was sitting there watching it and I'm just like, this is a I don't want to say fun, but it was just, it was an enjoyable movie to watch. It was one of those like lighthearted. I guess it wasn't lighthearted. It it was it's hard to explain because it 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 had a heavy side to it, like an emotional side to it. I could see I didn't really feel that, but mostly because I'm not in like I didn't serve in the military, so I don't get all that yeah. necessarily. But I could see I could sense that in the film. Uh, but it was a lighthearted movie for the most part. Just uh yeah yeah i enjoyed it too honestly and that first the first third of it the first quarter of it i guess where it's heavily more involved in like the his the army side of things mm-hmm. vera and i were both sitting there like, i was like i'm gonna like this movie i'm just gonna like because it. it was done tastefully and it was done accurately for the most part and mm-hmm. that's cool to see come through on screen especially with the the bomb dogs and things like that that that's really cool i can still remember our bomb dog over there and, and everything like that. So that was really fun to watch. My biggest criticism is that I don't think it's a comedy. Yeah. I did. And it's la- It's not even labeled as a drama comedy. It's labeled as just a comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's not funny. I didn't laugh that much in it. There was a few yeah. times where it, where it got me good. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's I cool. got a chuckle. Yeah. It wasn't laughter. But I never was like, this is a comedy. And I really wish that it would have either leaned heavier into some drama and been a, it could, that could have been a tearjerker premise Mm -hmm. if you let it. It didn't get that far for me. No. I really, because two things that hit really hard are soldier movies and dog movies. Mm. Those, they're just, almost everyone can relate to some element of those stories. And, it just didn't tiptoe deep enough into the drama of what he was dealing with and what the dog was dealing with to be to be a, a gripping drama. Mm-hmm. But it also wasn't funny enough to, for me to say this is a comedy. Yeah, which I think is a detriment to the film. Mm-hmm. the The moments that were designed to be funny, you could tell were designed to be funny, and they weren't funny. Mm-hmm. And if they would have cut out some of the language and some of the the sensual is that the right word yeah sensual scenes and stuff that were in it Mm -hmm. it could have been a good family movie which weren't terrible no uh, on that on that discussion point it was it was just enough to be like okay come on just go yeah like i just don't know who this movie is catering because in one aspect it seemed endearing towards soldiers and pro not pro war Mm-hmm. Nobody's pro war, but pro like military. Military, mm-hmm. thank you. And the other element is very pro hippie, anti war. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I just don't know who, what your message is here. What are you trying to say? Yeah. You know? And I get it. They were like, yeah, we're gonna kill the dog because the dog's whole job was just to kill and to just destroy and all that. And but that's not what you're going for either, you know, because mm-hmm. you it had to have that redemptive arc. Um. I'm trying to think of the elements. Yeah, literally all the elements where 
it would have made it more family friendly could have cut out and it not been a detriment to the movie at all right not been a detriment yeah. at all and they're all it was all hippie stuff every every one of those scenes that mm-hmm. i'm thinking of was all like okay and they were hippies like but why were they hippies well it's all on the east Co- or west coast and that i think that's, that's that culture is pretty prevalent that. out there yeah. um and the dog was just designed to sniff out marijuana yeah. so every scene that was supposed to be comedic started with okay the dog found weed yeah. You know, which I think is so lazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly. And that wasn't even the scene. Like, when I say, like, taking stuff out for family friendly, like, that could have even stayed in. Like, that wouldn't. The pop farmer. Yeah, that would have not bothered me. I'm talking about the scene where he is trying to hook up with those two girls. Oh, yeah. And, and they're all about chakras and things. Yeah. It's just it's like, just, what are we doing? It was, like, I did chuckle at that when he's at the bar and stuff and he's, like, trying to find someone to hook up with because he's like he's a military he's a really manly man guy and he's in portland oregon which is super hippie and he tries to pay for that girl's drink and she's just like no i'm a i'm a woman i'm my own i can pay for my own drink and that's just just, what i I don't know who it's trying to cater to that's what i couldn't figure out i think it lacked some of that that vision up front yeah you know are are they being self-deprecating and making fun of themselves or are they making fun of across the aisle to it to an agenda they disagree with you know mm-hmm. again i don't care personally but it did impact for me like overall all movies say something they all do and if you if, if you're like no they don't no they all do mm-hmm. what is this one trying to say I, I don't know you know yeah at least for the first half because once that halfway point hits and you start to see the, the the whole premise is just him and the dog going on this road trip once you start to see their development and the dog's growth is it's all the whole movie's gauged on how the dog is changing not not necessarily how Channing Tatum is changing but the dog is changing it starts to get really good mm-hmm. i i would argue especially those few scenes like in the storm it's in the trailer as well when they're in the storm in that barn yeah and they're like yelling at each other and by the dog yelling it's mean the dog's freaking out barking at him and he's yelling at the dog and they bond a little bit there's a couple of those kind of scenes in there that I think work really well. Mm-hmm. What else did you have to go off with that? Like what the bonding between. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it was, I like the progression of them, the dog changing. And you see that throughout the film kind of like getting close to him. Cause they had, I'm assuming they only have like the one trainer and stuff or the handler. Typically. Yeah. Typically, uh, yeah. And I've seen, and correct me if I'm wrong. I've seen stories of dogs like, where their handler has died, and then like at the funeral, it just lays down right oh, at the yeah. casket oh, and stuff. Uh, Those dogs are immensely. A lot of people consider them like, and the movie portrayed it well. Consider them equals. Like mm-hmm. this dog is here just as much as we're here, right? And they're not just animals. You know, they're yeah. more. They're they're brothers and sisters, for lack of a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. And that's because war sucks. But I thought that was handled very very respectfully. Um, the only thing, the other thing that I think lacked was development in Channing Tatum's character. He didn't seem to grow or progress really throughout most of the film. Mm-hmm. You see it right at the end, but I would have loved to seen how the, obviously he impacted the dog, hence the dog's arc. Right. I would have loved to seen that parallel and the dog impacting him and seeing an arc change in him throughout mm-hmm. the course of the movie. You really don't. He's the same mindset right for the first two-thirds of the movie you know and you don't until it's already 
a third act, you don't really see him doing or saying anything different than he's been saying the whole time. And even in the end, he doesn't say or do anything. He doesn't say anything different than he's been saying the whole time. Right. He just, you see happy ending stuff at the end more than anything. I think the funniest part of the movie was after he gets arrested for pretending to be the blind guy. Okay, the sequence of him pretending to be a blind guy, which is also in the trailer. All the funny parts are in the trailer. Yeah. That whole sequence is pretty funny. And then him getting arrested and Bill Burr is the cop. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. And he not only is he a cop, he was an MP in the army and there's beef between that. Because there is. That's a legit thing in, mm-hmm. in the real army. I knew when he left he was going to do that. Like <laughs> I was like, he's going <laughs> to... As far as story and stuff goes, and like we were talking about like just the the progression and how mm-hmm. it's not really done mm-hmm. well and the character development... I, w- I do want to say, Channing Tatum's a great actor. Very underrated. I would say he's underrated. I wouldn't say he's great. I would, I would say he's underrated, and I wish he'd get more roles, and I think he fits roles like that really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think he fits... It's not necessarily a B-class movie. It's a little bit above, but it's not a blockbuster. Yeah. You get movies like 10 Years, which this guy also directed. Okay. Movies like 10 Years, movies like this... Uh, Dear John, he did, which was that Nicholas Sparks one years and years ago. The Val. Those are really good movies. Mm-hmm. And I think he can be endearing and heartfelt what he wants to. Yeah. He also likes to be choppy and silly. And that has its place and it works. But I think he's kind of been typecast into that a lot. Yeah. And so is John Cena. Where you're just like, okay, I'm willing to fall on this fence post right on my genitals. Ha, but I, ha, ha, I don't ha. think John Cena's a good actor, though. Granted, I've not. I guess we've not seen him anything serious either. We've seen Channing Tatum in serious roles, yes. like The Vow, yes. Dear John, and we know he can act. Yes, he can. Uh, I don't know why he's so overlooked, though. And maybe it's just because it's the roles he chooses to take. As opposed be. to, I mean, he's he's taking kind of that meathead personality, mm-hmm. or like with Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. yeah. But while we're talking about Channing Tatum, though, if anybody wants to go ahead and send out a hashtag. Uh, Gambit movie. He's been trying to get a Gambit movie going for a very long time. I'm all about it. Sure. Let's let him Ryan Reynolds this thing and just make a Gambit movie. So, get that going. Hashtag Gambit. Uh, but even, like, there's the scene towards the end. And, uh, far too late to say spoilers, everybody. But anyway. There's a scene towards the end when he's about to take the dog to get uh, what do you call that? Put down. Put down. Euthanized? Euthanized. Same thing. Do they call it euthanized for dogs and humans? I don't know. Basically, put down. Yeah. Put down is a good, yeah, that, that works. And the dog's going to get put down because it's, it's, it's untrainable at this point. It deals with a lot of PTSD and dogs deal with PTSD. That's a legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has the panic attack and has a seizure literally yeah. in that hotel room. Plus he's still drinking heavily because he doesn't know how to cope. And I really feel like that was a missed opportunity for the dog to, return the favor because the whole time he's in that bathroom and he's struggling. I'm like, I really want that dog to go in there and just cuddle up with him yeah. and help him to calm down. Yeah. And it's not until it's all over and he exits the bathroom crawling on the floor and the dog's just watching it. I'm like, God, yeah, I, I feel like that was such a missed opportunity for him to realize I need this dog just as much as this dog needs me. Yeah. Because I also think the scene that followed that then where he takes the dog to 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 the MP who's going to take him and it's a really long scene and this is what's unfortunate cuz we we know what's going to happen you know 
we know he's going to be like, no, I'm going to keep the dog and we're going to go off and be happy together. But that's a super drawn out scene with him like struggling with, well, what do I do? What's the choice that I make? And we're like, for me, I was just sitting there like, I already know it. Just do it. Right. Just yeah. do it already. Well, that's the thing. You you can kind of sense throughout the whole movie he's already struggling with the choice of. Oh, I know. Taking the dog back. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, at that point, I really wish they, they'd have just sped the split, sped the plot up a little bit because mm-hmm. it didn't do enough earlier in the movie to justify that drawn-out ending because there wasn't any dramatic tension. There wasn't that Marley and me kind of ending where right. I knew what he was going to do. I'm happy that he was going to do it. Yay. But if the beginning was a little bit more dramatic, if the, the the road we went on throughout the movie was a little bit more dramatic, I think it would have had a more of an emotional impact at the end when the dog starts freaking out because he's now she's now wearing a muzzle and got that thing around her neck and he's like, No, I, I'm not gonna do this to her, you know. She's helped me do do too much. But we didn't we didn't really get that. I don't feel like anyway. No. I don't either. I would agree. What did you think of seeing uh, Ethan Suppley in the movie? Who was he? He was the other ranger with Lula. Lula, Lula what's the dog's name? Lulu? Lulu? Lulu. 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 Wow. That was weird. Lulu's brother. He had Lulu's brother. That Lulu. was the guy from Remember the Titans, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Lost a ton He's of weight. jacked out of his mind. He's such an intimidating looking human being now. Yeah. He looks like a ranger, like legit. Gosh, he's so scary, but he still has that like sweetheart personality. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, man, you scare me, but I love you. That was a good scene too. That whole yeah. sequence th- with them together was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing videos like a year ago though of him like hitting the gym hardcore and just like apparently he did the CrossFit thing or something. I don't know what he did, but it worked. He must have had, he had that, yeah. I'm happy to see him acting still though. And not just... Because he was starting to lose weight. What was he? He was in uh, My Name is Earl, that TV show on like ABC. Yeah, that was like in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And he was not not as big as he was in Remember the Titans, but not yeah. as not as a fit as he is now. It's just like, dude. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah, him and Josh Peck both. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They should start their own like weight loss program. Call it. <laughs> the thing that comes to my mind is Biggest Loser. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. Not really. I didn't. Do you think that could be a thing now? Biggest loser? No. So, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about Dog? I'm trying to think of. It wasn't a very long movie. Well, I guess it was. It was almost two hours. It was about an hour and 40 minutes. So, it wasn't. There just wasn't a lot of meat to it. It was very. Yeah, it was a shallow movie. It was a shallow movie. And not shallow in a bad way. No. Just, it it didn't have. It reminded me a lot of Ben Affleck's uh, The Way Back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I get what you're going for, and if you'd have tweaked a couple things, it probably would have hit a little bit harder. Yeah. But, no, I thought it was fine. I thought it was yeah. good, you know? Yeah. And, like, if it didn't have the language in it and some of the sensual content, I would let my kids watch it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it wasn't, the language wasn't a ton of it, either. No. Just enough. Most most of it was like... But I mean, to counterbalance, I, I'm, I also look at it from the perspective, because it's not like I don't let my kids watch movies. There wasn't enough there good to justify like overlooking right. the bad, yeah. you know? So it's like, okay, yeah. I, I understand there's language in Endgame, 
but there's so much else going on in Endgame. I'm like, no, it's a, I let my kids watch that movie. Yeah. I can justify that. And but this was just like, okay, well, what are they gonna take away from this that's positive? At their age, you know, nothing. I didn't even. It didn't hit for me either. The biggest scene that hit was the funeral. Once he got the dog to the funeral, and he trusted her enough because she's freaking out. He trusted her enough to just let her off the leash and not go crazy, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome because that followed right after this, the the barn scene. So they had built those two sequences together are really really good. And then him going up to her right when they were about to do the twenty one gun salute, knowing she was going to freak out. And just consoling the dog mm-hmm. during the... T- I thought that was incredible. I thought it was incredible. They, there were nuggets. There were nuggets in the midst of just a mediocre movie, mm-hmm. really. That being said, I am excited to see The Lost City because that is what Channing Tatum really likes to do, which is just ham it up. Just ham it up. So, it would be interesting to see him as Sandra Bullock on screen, too. <laughs> I, was just gonna, I don't know how that's going to work out. And then you get Brad Pitt. I know. So, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about one dog? Uh, no. What about 101 dogs? In Dalmatians? Yes. Um, I like it. We'll all be Labradors. I like, uh, I like the original 101 Dalmatians with uh, Jeff Daniels. Do you think that's better than the cartoon, though? I remember watching that one a lot growing up, so yes, I did enjoy oh, that one. That cartoon's a classic, though. It's a classic cartoon. I just remember watching the Jeff Daniels. I don't know what's going on out there. What is going on out there? I don't know. It's a madhouse. What do we have for time right now? We're at like 32 minutes. This is a short episode. I was trying to drag it out. There's not much to say about the movie because unfortunately there's not much there. That's kind of my final thoughts is just that it was okay. You know, would I recommend it? Sure. Yeah. If you want to give it a watch, give it a watch. Uh, How many stars would you give it? Would you two? I was going to say two and a half. Two, yeah. And again, I two makes it seem like that's bad. Like I'm, I'm giving it negative opinions, but I'm not. It's just, it no. was just a movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it, yeah. and yeah, I'd recommend it if yeah. you want to watch it. Go watch. That's it. my only thing that I hate about like a star rating. It's just yeah. that it's like, it's either good or it's bad. Well, it was good, but it, there's other there's better dog movies out yeah. there, and this movie was called Dog. You know, yeah. What's your favorite dog movie? Saying a lot. <laughs> okay, where the dog is the good guy. <laughs> Uh, Homeward Bound. I would have to say Homeward Bound as well. I was trying to. Th- That's a good. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Homeward Bound Two. Yeah. Pig in the City. <laughs> That's Babe. Yeah, but they were both Lost in the City movies. True. I remember this movie. It was a. It was like a Irish setter. We used to watch it at my. So we'd go to my neighbor's house when I was little, and she was this old German woman. She only had like three DVDs. Yeah. And they were all bad movies. And one was called, it was called Fluke. Fluke? Fluke or Fluka. Okay. But it was about an Irish setter, but the whole movie revolved around like reincarnation. So it was a man. The beginning of the movie is a man who dies and he's reincarnated into this Irish setter puppy. Okay. And the whole movie is about him like trying to get back to his family because. (laughs) Okay. That's weird. So stupid. <laughs> she only had like three DVDs. We didn't have a choice. I don't even think they were DVDs. They were probably VHS. Well, yeah, no, that was way before DVDs. But it was called Fluke, like legit. That's what it was called. I think it was. Do yeah. you remember that old Disney uh, live action movie called, I think it was called Big Red? It was about the dog. I think he was like an Irish setter, too. 
What was that one about? Uh, what about where the red fern grows? That one, Ooh. That's a good one. Ooh, Old Yeller? Oh, yeah. Old Yeller, duh. Yeah, Fluke. It's called Fluke in 1995. After a man dies in a car crash, he is reincarnated as a dog and attempts to reconnect with his family. I was almost spot on with what that movie was about. Okay, here. A wealthy sportsman's decision to hire a backwoods orphan to exercise a champion Irish setter has unexpected consequences. <laughs> that was a dog movie. And, oh, it had Samuel Jackson in it. Really? <laughs> Ron Perlman? I think they all played voices of these animals, but it was the type of movie where they were all real animals and they were being voiced, but their mouths didn't move because it was 1995. But like Homer Bound almost, you know? Their lips move. No, their lips didn't move in Homer Bound. Oh, another one. It's called The Biscuit Eater. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. And this touching adventure, a remake of a popular 1940 film. So this was this movie came out in 1972, and it was a remake of a 1940s film. Uh, two Georgia young boys team up and befriend a feral bird dog, whom they train to participate in the field trials. You remember Far From Home? Oh yeah. The boy who gets lost with his. Yeah. With his yellow lab. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a good, was a good movie. One. Yeah. What about uh, Shiloh? Shiloh was good. Yeah. There's a lot of good dog yeah. movies from the early 90s. Yeah. My Dog Skip. Yeah. With Frankie, Frankie Muniz. Muniz. Yeah. yeah. Because of Win Dixie. That's a good movie. Oh, yeah. I do like that one. That's got Jeff Daniels in it, too. Yep. The Great Panda Adventure. Free Willy 2. I think there's a dog in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we both just named movies that weren't dog movies. It's awesome. <laughs> Anyways. What did you say? I said The Great Panda Adventure. Oh, I do remember that movie, though. Do <laughs> you remember Born to be Wild? Yeah. Where he had to take the monkey out. Oh, wait. It was about a gorilla. And this, like, so the mom works for this sanctuary for gorillas, and this boy comes in, and he sees this gorilla, and it's all sad, so he steals it. Just to go release in the wild? I don't remember you that You don't one. remember that movie? No. Born to be wild, yeah. I remember Dunstan checks in about the monkey. Yeah, okay. In. What about the one with the seal? Andre. Andre. With this. Flappy and the Stinkers? Golly, look at us go. All right. I got nothing else for this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite animal movie from your childhood yeah. or currently? Because we just recently watched the uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Mm -hmm. Love those movies. Yeah. Love them. That third one could be a tearjerker if you're really invested in that story. Yeah. Anyways, why don't you uh, but anyhow, take us home, Country Road. If you like what you hear, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and a star rating. Um, you can also check us out on Google Podcast and Spotify. Uh, check, make sure and check us out on YouTube on Wednesdays for our Wednesday episodes where we will soon... or. By the time this episode drops, we'll be reviewing uh, Moon Knight every week. I'm so excited. Uh, and let us know what you think. If you uh, have any requests or comments, uh, head over to Instagram at Popcorn and Coffee and DM us. Please do. Yeah, we'd like to hear from you guys. And if you have any suggestions, we're always looking for other stuff to watch, and especially the stuff that our listenership is interested in. Yeah. We care about what you guys care about. I mean, if it's a movie, at least not if it's a TV show. <laughs> Even though I frequent the office quite often. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> but no, that's all for today, guys. Yep. Have a good week. Thanks for listening. Bye.